Hi, I'm Haley. I've been a nutritionist for over 10 years and I saw firsthand how the diet industry works, but mostly doesn't work to help you lose weight. Then I found myself 20 pounds overweight and realized the weight loss struggle has nothing to do with what you eat, but why you eat. So I went on a mission to explore the brain and its role in weight loss. And now I help my clients lose 30 pounds in 90 days by wiring their brain to weight less. On this show, you are going to learn how to wire your brain to lose weight so that you never have to diet, restrict, deprive, or willpower again. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Haley here, nutritionist, weight loss expert. We are on weight loss without dieting podcast today. (laughs) So if you watch this ever on YouTube for every, all the podcast listeners, I also record a video and I put it up on my YouTube channel, which is my name, Haley Sohn. And I think I'm at weight loss without dieting and I am, I just checked. (laughs) So if you ever want to watch the videos, you go to the YouTube page and you can watch. But the reason I say that today is because I am like in my gym clothes. (laughs) I am not dressed up at all in professional garb like I usually am. And that's because I am a little over a week overdue on my pregnancy and I'm not sleeping great. And so that time that normally I would get up and like, go work out and then get ready for the day is kind of gone. So I'm just like getting up, working out and not getting ready for the day. <laughs> just like starting the day. And so here I sit with a baseball cap on and my workout top. One of the few that still fits, which is so fun. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So today we're talking about diet versus lifestyle. So I had a group hire me to do a presentation for their um, company and they wanted to learn about dieting versus lifestyle. And I think this is a very common thing. It comes up a lot. We see it on social media. We hear about it in the news, like diet versus lifestyle. So how do we really create a lifestyle that we love that allows us to weigh what we want and also eat? what we want not be restricted and deprived for the rest of our lives. And that's exactly what I do with my clients. So, and what I do in my program and what I talk about on here. So this is like the perfect topic to cover on podcast to cover for you guys, kind of breaking it down into those two places, dieting versus lifestyle. What is each one of them and how do we really get ourselves to this place where we're living our lives. We also feel in control. We don't feel like we're a passenger to whatever our brain is doing right now in terms of wanting to eat. So we're going to dive in to this topic. You're probably going to hear a lot of things that I've covered before repeated on this podcast. I'm going to, that's kind of, this is 
building a lifestyle is really going to cover the core concepts that I go over, over and over with you here. And the reason I do that is because they're really important and they are the, really the steps to getting your brain to a place where you can just live your life, eat food and weigh what you want. That's the goal. That's what lifestyle is. That's what we all want. We don't want to be dieting forever. So we're going to get started. What is the difference between dieting versus lifestyle? This might be kind of obvious to to you, but dieting is often what we're choosing temporarily to help us get to a goal. So we want to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to go on this diet. Now, as soon as I've lost the 20 pounds, I really don't want to be living on this diet forever. It's very restrictive. It's, you know, requiring me to cut out foods that I like. It's requiring me to do all these things that, you know, I don't really want to have in my life forever. So I'm just going to kind of go into it. I'm going to lose the weight and then it'll be great, (laughs) but I'm not doing this diet forever. And really, I think a big part of dieting and why diets don't work, not just the restrictive aspect that we have to cut out all of these things in order to get our bodies to the place where we want them to be, but also the fact that we think about them as temporary. This isn't something I'm going to do forever. I'm just going to do it until I get to this goal, and then I'm going to stop because I don't really want to be doing this forever. (laughs) This isn't how I want to live my life, never, ever eating cookies again. And when we go into something with that mindset, we're really not making a lasting change because the entire time we're telling ourselves, I'm just suffering through this for now, temporarily until I get here. And then I get to stop. Then I get to go back to doing the things that I want, go back to eating the things that I want to be eating. Of course, it's not going to stick. Of course, it's not going to be a lifelong change. And a lot of times we really don't have a contingency plan for when the diet, when we've reached our weight goal, how do we get back to normal life if we're not doing the diet anymore? Well, what happens is your brain, the patterns that it's been developing for your entire life, as far as what foods you eat, how you consume them, how your brain tells you to consume them just comes right back. And we're always shocked (laughs) that that happens when the diet ends, that our brain just goes back to where it was before. But of course it does. (laughs) That's what it knows. And we didn't set out on the diet to change any of that, to change any of that programming or wiring or whatever you want to call it. And so it just comes back and so does the weight. And we're we're kind of like what what happened? How did this happen? Well, we didn't have a plan. There's no plan for okay, so once I hit my weight loss goal, this is how I'm going to move forward. I'm going to not be cutting out cookies forever, but what does that look like? doesn't look like me eating a box of cookies every night just because my brain told me to. So dieting, that's often how it goes. And that's why 
they don't really last long-term. There's no real lasting change. Lifestyle is really the choices that we're making every day, the place that our brain is taking us. So currently, that could be good or bad. That could be something that you like or something that you don't like. And there might be aspects of what you're doing now that you do like that are really great. You know, I always make myself this really healthy lunch or I love cooking a healthy dinner for my family. I love, you know, taking walks or going to the gym or whatever. And those aspects are wonderful. And I love that part of my lifestyle. However, there's also this part where I want to eat a box of cookies on the couch every night or overdo it on the weekends and spend my entire weekend just going from meal to meal to meal. And I don't like that. And that is not serving me for my weight. But that is part of your lifestyle currently. So the goal of of the lifestyle isn't to say, well, I'm never going to have cookies again in order to solve this problem of me wanting cookies every night. (laughs) Because that really doesn't deal with the fact that your brain wants to eat the cookies. Just saying I'm not going to eat them anymore doesn't address what's going on in your brain and why it's telling you to eat the cookies. It just eliminates that food from your diet and makes you feel like you're really missing out on something. So creating a lifestyle is really taking it deeper to what's happening in your brain, working out those problems or those challenges and moving forward from that place so that you have this basis of habits that you love and also habits that you love that you know don't serve your weight, like eating cookies, but it's not a box and you feel in control and you actually get to enjoy the cookies. That's the real difference here. And that's the goal. That's what we want to move forward. No one that I've ever spoken to has said, I would love to just never be able to eat cookies again. (laughs) Like I want to be able to have cookies, be in control and enjoy the cookies. So that's really our goal with the lifestyle is to incorporate these habits that you enjoy that make you feel really good and also incorporate the ones that you know don't serve you, but are something that you want to have in your life. So... I want you to walk away from this podcast feeling like you no longer have to turn to something temporary in order to get yourself where you want to be, that you can feel as though you have control over your lifestyle. You're building it in a way that serves you each day. So how we're going to do that and what I'm going to talk about cover on this podcast is the three pillars of creating your lifestyle, of creating a healthy healthy living. First one, you've probably heard me say this before, your personalized weight loss plan. Second one is learning how to stick to that plan. And third is evaluating like you're learning a new sport. So important. I'm going to dive into that one too. So The problem with diets, which I kind of just covered, is they're temporary quick fix. We go into it with this mindset that like, we're not going to do this forever. We're just going to do this until we hit this goal. And then once we hit the goal, if we hit the goal, 
it's like a free for all. We just, our brain bounces right back to where it was. It's, we always feel very shocked and (laughs) surprised that that happened. Um, We often go into them using a lot of willpower because we're asking our brain to kind of ignore we're asking ourselves to ignore what our brain is offering up in terms of, well, this is what I'm used to getting. I'm used to, it's that toddler at the, at the grocery store concept. I'm used to getting a candy bar every single time we come here. And now you're telling me that I can't have it. And so the tool that most of us default to in those situations, when we don't actually have any tools to help us get through this is willpower. So that's what we utilize in, in dieting. Diets are also really action focused. So they're not mindset focused. There's no looking beyond this list of foods that we can and can't have, or this number of points that we need to hit every single day or calories that we need to hit. There's nothing beyond that. There's no like, what's going on in your brain? What is your brain telling you? Why is it telling you that? How do you manage that? How do you move forward from that? So you still almost feel out of control. You have this list that you're like willpowering yourself to follow, yet your brain is all over the place telling you that you should just give up and eat all of the cookies go to the drive-thru, eat all the things, and you feel very like you're going in two different directions. So diets are often kind of miserable in that regard where you you are pushing yourself to ignore all these desires and everything that's going on in your brain, but they're still popping up and you feel very out of control. That action-focused Part of diets is also why there's no lasting change made to your brain. When you just focus on the actions, you miss out on everything that comes before that, what your brain is actually telling you to do and why. And diets often start with a high level of motivation. So when I talk to people about losing weight, they're like, I can't, my, I lost my motivation. So when we're dieting, we go into it with this high level of motivation, but that's a very, motivation is a very, um, it's hard to sustain, especially when we're seeing ourselves really struggle. Maybe we're completing the actions every day, but there's so much willpower required to get through that. And there's so much of our brain going in opposite directions where we're like trying to follow this list, but also really wanting to eat all of the things. Maybe we are following the list, but the fact that we're struggling with this, trying to get our brain to not eat all of the things all day long for days and days in a row, it can be exhausting. And it just, your motivation goes out the window. You feel like you're failing even though you're completing the actions, you still feel like you're failing and there's no better way to completely get rid of motivation, deplete motivation when you feel like you're failing. So that's the other aspect. We really feel like we need a lot of motivation and a lot of willpower to complete the diet. And once that wears off and wears down, 
were like, oh my God, I'm exhausted and I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Building a lifestyle is a focus on changing your habits. Changing really, and what that means is, you know, that's the term that's thrown out there is habits, but what that means is changing your brain to create patterns, daily patterns that your brain can just put on repeat that you like. The, The thing is though, Right now, whatever patterns it's going through, it spent years developing. And so what you really have to do in order to change is like, take a step back, focus on what those patterns are and what you intentionally want them to be in order to move forward. You have to kind of burn it down and rebuild it in order to build this lifestyle that you love, in order to get your brain to stop telling you that you should eat cookies on the couch every night. But once you do that, so there's this effort up front, but it's a different kind of effort than you would be putting into the diet. It's intentional. You feel like you have control. You feel like you know what's going on and where everything's coming from. And when you do fail, it's like, okay, this isn't the end of the world. I just, this is what I need to do to move forward, which is very empowering as opposed to depleting. (laughs) And uh, I lost my train of thought there, (laughs) but it's really kind of starting over intentionally. This is what I want to build. This is how I want my life to look. This is the lifestyle that I want to have in terms of my eating and taking care of myself and weighing what I want. Uh, With the lifestyle, you are the creator. I talk about this a lot. Diets are someone else's idea of what you should eat to weigh what you want. A lifestyle is what you want to eat to weigh what you want. What foods feel good for you, not what I tell you feels good for you. How could I possibly know? Not what I tell you will help you lose weight because your body is not the same as mine. It's not the same as my other clients or my other clients. It's yours. And maybe that food isn't right for you and it doesn't feel good for you and you don't like eating it. Or maybe it's just one of those things. It doesn't have to be all of them. But when it's a lifestyle, you're the creator. And I think that's so important. You get to build this. It's not someone else telling you what this looks like. And that's why lifestyle is sustainable. It's foods that you like that feel good for you, that help you weigh what you want. And it's also foods that you enjoy that have nothing to do with weighing what you want. (laughs) You just want to have them in your life because you want to have them in your life. So we're going to dive into... The first step of creating your healthy, healthy lifestyle, which is making your personalized weight loss plan. So I'm going to ask you this question. If you don't plan to go to the gym today, you have no plans to do it. What are the odds that you're going to end up at the gym? There's no time set aside. You don't have a gym bag packed nothing. What are the odds that you you find yourself at the gym? Most everybody says zero. 
If you have no plan to have money to cover your monthly bills this month, so you get your paycheck, but you're just like, look at all this money in my account. I get to spend it on whatever I want. (laughs) What are the odds that there's going to be money left over to cover the bills? Probably won't happen. Planning is such a powerful tool. Looking ahead, saying, I'm going to set aside time to go to the gym. I'm going to have my gym bag packed so that I can go after work or on my lunch break. Or I'm going to set my alarm 20 minutes early so that I can get a workout in. I'm going to set aside this much money this month for my bills. I'm not just going to look at my paycheck as a you know, free-for-all and I can buy whatever I want. <laughs> Planning ahead is so important. And when we utilize planning, we really set ourselves up to succeed and to complete whatever it is we're wanting or needing to complete. <laughs> we're wanting to, and needing to have our bills paid. <laughs> Very important. So planning ahead, knowing how much money we need to have set aside for them this month, that's pretty important. And it's going to be very helpful for making sure that you still have electricity on in your house. However, we don't utilize planning when it comes to our food and what we're going to eat every day. And I don't mean planning in the sense that here's your list of foods that you can and can't have. I mean saying this is when I'm going to eat today. Here's some food options that I think I'll have access to, or I know I'll have access to at that time. Here's how I want to feel when I stand up from that meal. That's what planning is. And we don't do that when it comes to our food. So what happens is your brain is an opportunist. There's really two parts of the brain. The planning part of the brain is the part of the brain that we don't tap into. No, most of us are not tapping into on a daily basis to help us decide ahead of time what we're going to eat. But what is happening is this other part of our brain, this opportunist part of our brain that is pain and pleasure driven, that really wants some dopamine, is going to step in. If we don't put this adult part of our brain in charge every single day, this other part of our brain steps in and says, oh, I'll make these decisions for you. (laughs) That toddler part of your brain. It's like, yeah, candy bars after lunch. Great. Sounds awesome. Extra bag of chips, you know, before lunch sounds great. Well, you maybe a salad would be healthy, but you know, it would be better for lunch cheeseburger and French fries, even though you're going to feel terrible afterwards and you're not going to want to finish your work day. It's a great decision. Let's do that. (laughs) So this part of our brain is really making all of our food decisions. And we're allowing this to happen because we don't understand and we're not utilizing planning, planning ahead, making these decisions ahead of time. And when it comes to planning, we're also planning to have the things that the indulgences that we want to have, the foods that don't serve us to weigh what we want, but that we like eating. 
that's what planning is about. It's about saying, all right, toddler part of my brain, you're not going to step in at the last minute and say, you know, we felt really deprived today. We didn't get anything that we liked and let's eat a box of cookies. I'm saying I'm going to have three cookies tonight. I'm deciding that. And then when it comes time to eat the cookies, we get to enjoy the cookies. And that part of our brain that wants to eat the whole box is kind of quieted down. I'm choosing to eat these cookies. I don't need you to step in and be like, eat the whole box. Let's sneak the cookies and have this like weird, guilty eating fest that we're going to hate ourselves for tomorrow. So making a plan is really about putting this other part of your brain in charge. So here's some questions I included in this presentation that are gonna be really helpful for you in order to get started. So questions to ask yourself, when will I have my first meal? With my clients, we really focus on hunger, physical hunger over emotional hunger. So what? where do I want to be hunger-wise before I eat? As opposed to just waking up and automatically eating, we're putting intention behind it. What's going on in my body? Where am I physically before I eat? What will I have? What will I be eating? What will I have access to? What usually feels good for me at that time of day? Thinking about that. This doesn't have to be um, super specific and planned out. So, and then if it changes, like you're freaking out. So some of my clients will be like, I put down a salad with chicken and then I got to the restaurant and all they have is sandwiches and I lost my mind and I ate a cheeseburger and french fries. It's more like put down, like I'm going to have a protein and a vegetable, or I'm going to put down this kind of looser plan so that I, um, just have an idea of what I'm going to eat. It doesn't have to be super specific. So you can have a list of options and you can also say like, I know exactly what I am having. So you write that down. And how do I want to feel after the meal? If it's like a midday meal on a work day, I don't want to feel bloated and greasy and tired and sick and overstuffed. Because how am I going to finish my work day and pick up the kids from school and make dinner for the family and run errands? Like, no, I want to feel light and energized and like I can complete the rest of my day. And then is there special occasions I need to plan for and be thinking ahead about? So let's say there's a party tonight that you're going to. There's going to be a, you know, buffet there. What foods do you want to eat off that buffet? What indulgences do you want to include? How do you want to feel? What else is happening at this event that is more important than the food? (laughs) And then planning your indulgences. This is when I'm going to have dessert. This is the dessert I'm going to have or the chips and whatever. Planning for that, writing it down, deciding that ahead of time. When we make decisions ahead of time, we really empower this adult part of our brain. It's a different part of our brain. 
It's the part of our brain that sets us humans apart from every other animal on, on the planet. We need to put that into use for our food in order to succeed. We can't just apply it to everything else in our life and not in this area. It's so important. And the reason I say personalized weight loss plan too is because when I work on this with my clients, again, they're in control. They're the creator of this. I give them the basis and the guidelines and the outline and they get to fill it in with foods that they like that work for them. It's not me telling them what to eat. That's so important. So important. It's personalized. This is for you. And then I'm there to guide you and say, this is why this isn't working or this is why this is working. This is what you need to keep doing. That's how this should really look. Okay. Sticking to the plan. This is when we make our plan and then in the moment, you know, we're at work and we walk into the break room and there's cookies in there and our brain's like, wouldn't that be great? (laughs) This is what we do. This is how we get through those moments because that's just that other part of your brain popping up and being like, hey, this would be amazing. (laughs) It's that toddler at the grocery store. We really need to train you don't get, there's no return for you on that fit. I don't, you don't get the candy bar. There's no return on the investment of energy that you just put out for that candy bar. That's how we train our brain to really stop having these cravings all of the time. And this, this is the piece that is most confusing for us. Like if we are on a diet and we're trying to stick to this list of foods and then our brain's like, Let's eat all the things all the time. Why is this happening? Where is this coming from? So that's where it's coming from. That other part of your brain that really is dopamine driven. It's like, this is what we always get. I always get this candy bar. Why are you suddenly saying no? (laughs) And so the planning really helps with this. It also helps to call out when that part of your brain is stepping in and offering up Cravings, offering up opportunities for you to eat and telling you to eat. That's part, like these two go hand in hand, making the plan and then sticking to the plan because they, the plan calls out when that part of your brain is, is being activated because we really want to be able to anticipate it. This is another level a deeper level of this planning is like, okay, so I've made my plan. I wrote down everything that I'm going to eat today. Now I'm going to plan for when my brain loses its mind and is like, eat the cookies. How am I going to handle that in the moment? Because what we do a lot of times, especially when we're dieting is we, we wake up and we're like, today's the day I won't give, I won't have any cravings. It's not going to happen. I'm not here for it. I'm just, it won't happen today. And then when it does happen, we're shocked and dismayed and we have no idea what to do or how to handle it. We really need to look at it like for sure my 
my brain is going to throw a fit at some point today about food. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to handle it. This is how I'm going to allow myself to stick to the plan that I'm setting for myself. When you stop negotiating with that part of your brain that's telling you to eat the cookies, you teach it that when it throws a fit, it doesn't get cookies. So it doesn't need to throw that fit anymore. It's not really helpful. Your brain wants more than anything to be efficient. And when it sees that there's no return on its investments of energy, it stops doing those patterns. That was super eloquent the way it just <laughs> stops doing those patterns. It will stop asking. It will be like, oh, well, that doesn't really work. So and I'm not going to do that anymore. It's pretty amazing. It, it's a practice. It's training. It's repeating it over and over again. But it's very helpful for getting your brain to quiet down about food. Okay. And evaluating. I really don't like saying evaluating because it's not very sexy. I like saying you're learning a new sport or a new instrument. You're an athlete. You're coming to me. I'm your coach and I'm going to teach you how to be good at this sport. So if you, if that is the case, I am your tennis coach and you're coming to me to learn how to play tennis. I toss you a ball and you miss it. And here's some options of my response. A, I tell you, I'm not sure why you missed that ball. B, I tell you, you suck. Just go ahead and quit. I can't believe you missed that ball. Or C, I explain why you missed that ball. What happened exactly? And I show you, this is what I want you to practice differently next time. Which one of those is going to help you learn tennis? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> However, <laughs> when it comes to weight loss, we don't apply this. It's never applied. <laughs> Nobody's talking about it. No diet is like, let me explain to you why you failed, why the scale didn't go up, why you ate the cookies, even though you said you weren't going to, and show you what to practice next time. Practicing, guys. What do we do when we want to get good at something? We practice. That's how the brain learns. That's how we lay down new neural pathways. We practice. We don't ever practice when it comes to weight loss. What are we practicing? Willpower, beating ourselves up, having no clue why the scale went up, feeling out of control. We practice giving into our brain when it asks for cookies. Those are the things that we're practicing. Unconsciously practicing. <laughs> we're not like putting any intention behind practicing those, but that's what we're practicing every single day. Instead of practicing, or instead of saying, okay, this is why the scale went up. This is why I ate the cookies. This is what is going to help me have control in that situation next time and know that the scale is going to go down next time. And so this is what I'm going to practice. There's no failure 
there's no like, this is the end of the line. You suck. You just go ahead and quit. When we think about learning a sport, at no point in learning that sport is your coach going to be like, you are a failure. (laughs) There is no failure. There's learning opportunities. And there's saying like direct redirecting you. This is what you need to practice instead. That's all it is. But when it comes to weight loss, for some reason, we place so much personal ability. I don't know what I'm trying to say. We place so much of our personal. um, Okay. I'm just going to give up on that one. (laughs) We, we look at, the scale going up or eating something that we said we weren't going to as just this heavy failure. It means so much about us as a person and our ability to lose weight. And we just like take it on so personally, it's a failure and we're never going to be able to do this. And I'm never going to be able to not want cookies anymore. I remember feeling that way. It was an awful feeling. And of course you're going to give up when you're that's where your brain is going. That's what you're telling yourself. But when you're telling yourself, okay, this is what happened. This is why I think the scale went up. This is what I want to do differently next time. This is what I'm going to practice. It's not a failure. You're learning. You're learning something new. And it's all neutral. It truly is. Truly is all neutral. It doesn't mean anything about you. If your brain flipped out and told you to eat cookies and you ate the cookies, it doesn't mean anything about you or your ability to lose weight or your ability to change your brain. It just means that this is what your brain has practiced a lot. That's where it's used to going. It's used to getting its way over there. And it's not, you're not practiced enough in the skill of responding when it starts to tell you to eat cookies. That's all it is. So we're just going to practice on responding when our brain tells us to eat the cookies. It's so simple and it's so beautiful when we, when we look at it this way and we can lose weight so much quicker and so much more effortlessly and without all of this pain and shame and beating ourselves up. And truly, this is the missing piece to changing our brain. Like I said, if your brain's going to learn something new, it has to practice. It has to be exposed to these things over and over and over again. It has to see that, or it has to experience implementing them over and over and over again. Just like swinging your tennis racket. The first 10 times, the first 100 times you do it, it's going to feel awkward and weird. And you're going to miss balls and you're going to miss hit balls. But suddenly your brain starts to put these new neural pathways into place and it feels so effortless and you can do it without thinking about it. You can swing your arm in this perfect way and make contact with the ball so beautifully and you didn't even think about it. You are thinking about what direction you want the ball to go in or what your opponent's going to do next or where you're going to run to on the court next. You're not thinking about your swinging your arm. That's where we want to go when it comes to our food. We want to be in this place where we don't have to think about it, where our brain isn't like, eat all the cookies, where it's just easy and effortless and it just happens. The way we get there 
is by neutrally looking at the food that we're eating, the the mistakes that we're making and deciding what we're going to practice to move forward. That's how we get there. Okay. So that's kind of the last piece of this whole thing. So I teach my clients and I taught this in the presentation, what went well, what didn't go well, what are you going to do differently next time? And it just gives you this beautiful neutral way of looking at everything that happened and figuring out how to move forward. It's clear guidance and it tells you exactly what you're going to practice and exactly what you're going to do. And what all of these, those three pillars allow you to do is get to a place where you don't have to diet or restrict. You get to live your life and you get to this place where you have freedom of the food. You're not thinking about it all the time. You feel like you actually have control over what's going into your mouth. You love the way you feel physically. You also get to have your indulgences and you get to weigh what you want. And eventually you're just, it's just who you are. But we do have to put in this effort up front. We kind of have to burn down whatever our brain's doing right now and start practicing these new things in and building. So that is diet versus lifestyle. That's the three pillars where you need to start. Started <laughs> again, the eloquence, you know, <laughs> is just, it's just flowing <laughs> from me today. That's where you need to start if you want to get started. <laughs> All right, guys, it was great being here with you today. Um, the spots to work with me are currently closed. So if you are interested in working with me, you need to join the wait list. That is who I tell first when spots are opening back up. And you can do that at bit.ly. That's B-I-T. Dot L-Y backslash. If you love what you heard on this show, if you're done with dieting, restriction, deprivation, and willpower, and you want to make a permanent change to your weight and your life, join the waitlist to work with me. You can do that at bit.ly backslash call waitlist. That's bit.ly backslash call waitlist.